Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. And James. Hello. James, I want to ask you a couple of Resident Evil questions before we get stuck in the show. Uh, firstly, how was Shadows of Rose, the DLC for Village? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I think it's, like, looking around, it's been pretty polarizing as well. Um, I think story-wise, it's quite, like, disappoint- disappointing the right way. I don't think it really moves the story forward in the way that everybody kind of expected. Because mm. um, this is pitched as, like, ending the uh, Winter's kind of story, right? Yeah, like, I, I feel like it was. Like, I don't know if I've made that up, but I'm pretty sure it, it was like that. Um, and it doesn't happen at all. Um, like, it does almost feel like just, like, a, almost like a really, like, compacted retread of what the story of Village was. Um, except with Rose grown up instead of Ethan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, story-wise... kind of experiencing what her father went through kind of thing. Yeah. Like, story-wise, I don't feel any more enriched than, say, like, when I played... <laughs> Like, really, for the first time. Yeah. Um, but as a game, like, I always like how, like, Capcom does things a little bit differently with, like, the DLC for 7 was quite weird and a little bit more experimental. Um, mm. And with this, they do, do things a bit differently, too. Like, the idea is you're inside the consciousness of this, like, fungus, um, which, like, in, its, in and of itself doesn't really make sense because of what happened at the end of Village, but whatever, I'll go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because you're not quite in the real world, they can do a little bit more cool stuff with the way everything works, like the rules, I guess, of the world and stuff. Um, and yeah, it's it's good. It, it's longer than I thought. It took me about four-ish hours to finish. Um, it takes you back to the castle um, and House Beneviento. Um, and it, yeah, so um, I think like... Even though people are very up and down on the DLC, I feel like there's this almost unanimous opinion um, that the Beneviento segment of this game is, like, one of the scariest in, like, all of the games. Yeah. Um, in t- I'm not going to, like, ruin and it, obviously. kind of over too quick, really. Yeah. But at least the scariest part of it, I suppose. Yeah. But um, I'm talking about, like, in terms of this DLC, this bit in Shadows of Rose... Yeah, in Beneviento is definitely is what people are talking about as being the scariest in the whole series. Like it tops the main. Oh, yeah. oh wow! Um, yeah, so this is a really random like like comment, but like a lot of people have compared it to Doctor Who, and they think that they've huh. kind of taken a concept from there. Um, I don't know much about Doctor Who, but I do think like it the probably- Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. Yes, yeah, that's what oh. everybody says. Um, so they they do that to great effect in this bit, and it was oh, fucked. Like no. I had to stop. I had to stop twice um, when I was oh, doing it no. just to take like a few breaths and get some drink, like water and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like um, really, yeah, a good, really good set piece. And like, like obviously, even though the first half, which is in the castle, um, is quite difficult because I play, I did play it on hard, but um. It was a little bit harder than, say, the main game. This next, the second bit is just puzzles like Beneviento. Um, and really good. So, yeah. I'm so shook. I don't know if I can deal with one of the scariest moments in a Resident Evil game taking inspiration from the Weeping Angels. Yeah. That's an awful lot. Do Have it. I ever told I you the story you about def- me watching the Weeping Angels Doctor 2 episode? No. It, I was... 
I don't know how old I was. Probably not like super young, but not like I might have been like at 10, 11, 12, that sort of age, right? When that episode came out and we had had a bunch of friends over and we all watched the episode together and I scared the shit out of some younger friends of mine. They were not a fan, but it, they all left. The evening was wrapping up. I went to the bathroom and as I was walking out the bathroom, like something spooked me and I turned around and I no joke did the like walking backwards bumped into something except I bumped into my brother who was doing the exact same thing he was also like walking backwards kind of cautiously and we bumped into each other backwards and scared the absolute shit out of each other screamed the whole house down my parents came busting into the room like what is going on yeah it was crazy you had to be there um yeah I think so I I can appreciate I think I can appreciate it um yeah really good I think that that part alone is probably worth playing it um you can't okay. buy Shadows of Rose separately. I should probably mention, like, it is a $30 pack that comes with Shadows of Rose, um, the mercenaries, uh, uh, new characters, and um, the third-person mode. Oh, um, it's not free DLC. Mercs. I thought it was in my head. No, so that's all That's all the Winter's expansions. So that's what that is. Right, um, gotcha. So, yeah, I the, the mercenaries' improvements are much better, um, but I think, like, you know, it's not going to make anyone, like, be like, wow, this is, like, the best thing ever. You know, like, it's just stuff that kind of improves the flow and the quality of life of the game, plus adds two extra cool characters. Um, and then, obviously, third-person mode, which I'm about halfway through now, just playing for fun. Yeah. And, yeah. Does it add much to the gameplay in third-person? Um, no. Um, okay. So, like... I like I I the first you know do you guys remember like the first bit of the game where you're in the in the snow and you're walking through the woods and stuff yeah and you walk mm-hmm. through and there's those those dead crows like hanging down and like you see a little like one of the where the lichens like scurry off into the distance and stuff yeah um you don't actually see any of that in third person as much oh, um right because the camera is so like drawn out like it doesn't yeah. you miss a lot of the stuff um which like I think. I, th- I the cynical side of me says that this it was made to make more people play it because not everyone played it because they were scared. Like first person is scarier. Yeah. Um. And I just finished House Beneviento as well, and like it just doesn't hit the same. Like if if it, that you've got that big field of vision behind you and you can see everywhere and stuff. Yeah, I um, feel that. Yeah, and it's so, less and a, even, it's less immersive, right? Like you're seeing your character on your screen. You're kind of like there's like a physical distance almost between you and the character you're not the character in that scene. yeah and yeah. it makes me wonder for the future of like the series like i've got a feeling because i know a lot of people get really hung up about the fact that seven and eight are in first person and they're not real resident evil and like all that shit but like seven and eight were the fir- arguably the first times i found resident evil genuinely scary so like yeah. i don't know if um I kind of want, and I mean, obviously, Resi 4's... Although, now that I've said that, Resi 4 does seem to be quite tense, and that's third person. And I'm not even playing that. You know, I've, I've seen that stuff, mm. and that's kind of felt tense. So, maybe it is possible, but yeah, I definitely... It, it's it's almost made me appreciate first person more, which is probably not what they intended. <laughs> um, but then, I've, I guess, from the outset, this game was designed for first person, you know? So, yeah. do my third... I don't know what you're up to yet, but the the more actiony bits later on in the game, like the 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 last third, that's obviously quite action orientated. Like, does that feel better in third person, or does like the action in general feel better in third person? So now I know that you weren't listening, but that's okay. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I just you were clear about how far yeah. you were. 
three. Yeah, no, I said I just finished the, the house. but um, So I'm not really oh. at that point where there's more action-y stuff. But so that being said, um, yeah, of course, like the camera's further out. You get, kind of get a better sense of what's behind you and stuff when everyone is crowding. Um, I'm not quite at the crazy action-y bits towards the end. Um, yeah. But like even the little things that you kind of don't think about, like they've obviously had to reprogram all the like reload animations and new animations for opening doors and putting items into stuff. Like it's all pretty, pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Um, they still like if you move the camera around, Ethan moves his face like slightly to the left or to the right, so you can't see it. <laughs> um, so like there's no way to see Ethan's face properly <laughs> That's in funny. third person mode still. Um, but yeah, like I, I think overall it is, it's a nice mode, but, and it like kind of nice, it's nice to have it in solidarity with say like two, three and four. Um, but yeah, I think first person is definitely the best way to play. And especially like come next year when you can play it on VR two as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to Resident Evil 8. There's so much to that game that I'd forgotten about. I feel like it's so much longer in my head now that I'm remembering everything than it was feeling like playing it. Because, like, the castle obviously remembers so well, but then going to House Benevenido. Did I get that? Benevento. There's that, and then there's like the factory, and then there's like the swamp as well. Um, and yeah, that, and then you spend a lot of the time in the village too. And then there's like a whole other kind of third of the game after that. There's a meteor game that I remember it being. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of keen to play Shadows I, of Rose. Yeah, I, I think I'll play Shadows. I think I'll play Shadows of Road and then maybe wait for Do you want to get together and play to, together, to go Shannon? back to village? Let's Shadows of Road, hey? <laughs> Shadows <laughs> of Road. Shadows of Beneviento. <laughs> Benevenedito. <laughs> All right, let's let's change tack entirely and talk about Call of Duty. Uh, Shannon, have you played any of it yet? Um, I've only played the beta. I haven't played any of this final release, to be honest, just because there's so much happening. I'm still getting through God of War. Um, mm. I've, yeah, played a little bit of Sonic. Like, I, um, I, I want to so badly, and I'm seeing. I'm seeing mostly positive things, but a few mixed things. But I was so keen after the beta, and like. Obviously, it's the best-selling COD of all time, I think they said, or, like, best-selling I think it's sort of, like, a PlayStation time. Store, like, record or something. I think something, there was that, include, and then they yeah. announced today it's the best, like, three-day launch or something. So, obviously, it's resonating right, well, well, but I think I was saying in our chat the other day, I'll probably, or maybe last week in the podcast, that I'll probably save it for December or the Christmas period. Normally, that's, like, a good just chill on the couch and play throughout Christmas kind yeah. of game. I must say, I do enjoy jumping in into a new COD game in, like, the opening week as people are still kind of getting to grips with it all. Um, but, yeah, I've really enjoyed what I've played so far. Like, Vanguard didn't grab me in quite yeah, the same either. way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying this. Like, a couple of the maps are really good. I appreciate they're doing some quite different things with some of the maps as well. Um, like, there's one in particular which I've seen um, kind of people ragging on on Twitter, um, which is quite a long map with a bunch of cars kind of dotted up a road. And, like, the idea is it's like um, a border crossing in the in the US. Um, and people were pointing fun of it because, like, the cars can explode and you 
someone got caught in like just an endless death cycle essentially of walking all of five meters for another car explodes and they die again um but that's quite a different call of duty map and i know it's kind of not everyone's favorite but i like that they've done something different with it um the way they've addressed like perks this time i think is quite interesting like rather than picking from three perks you kind of like pick from different tiers and they kind of gradually unlock throughout the game as you accumulate points and whatnot um the class and weapon progression is quite interesting you don't necessarily unlock all of the guns simply by leveling up but to get particular kind of i think it's like tied to a like a family or like a manufacturer almost of like certain weapons you kind of need to start with an assault rifle and getting at that to like level 10 then unlocks like the submachine gun equivalent and then you need to kind of level that one up to get another assault rifle variant and vice and so on um and that's quite cool because it kind of forces you to shake things up and experiment with different guns and um maybe kind of combats like they're just being in a sea of m4s out there um but it also kind of gives you something else to kind of dial in and think about progression wise rather than just your overall rank and level um quickly as well on it the other like I'm, i haven't played a tremendous amount at this point i've probably only played like several hours or so um but uh the other thing i quite liked was one of the new modes um which is like a prisoner sort of rescue thing and it feels very like overwatch-esque um in that you've got um two prisoners that you have to go and retrieve and i think it's like you grab them and bring them back to a checkpoint i can't say we ever got that far um because it's like search and destroy like once you've killed someone um they're out of the game or at least like until they're revived you can actually revive people in the mode too um and that was some of the best fun i had like that made for some really quite tense matches and really kind of brought out that kind of team play that otherwise can be a bit devoid in a call of duty game um yeah, so yeah for sure. no enjoying it i forget i forget that warzone 2 is like two weeks away or whatever it is as well so that's yeah. definitely exciting yeah, and there's, yeah, like, two I haven't touched yet. I haven't played any of the campaign. Um, there's, like, the Spec Ops kind of cooperative sort of stuff, too, which I haven't touched either. Um, I think there's still, like, Grand War and some of the bigger modes I also haven't experimented with yet. But, yeah, enjoying it so far. I can see it um, being something I just kind of repeatedly go back forth, uh, back and forth to. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Still, still feeling the itch to get stuck into some Apex and the new season of content that's dropping that, too. So it's always going to be competing with that, I feel. Anyhow, let's get on with more topics that we have to discuss today. Uh, and let's start with by discussing God of War and its leaks, unfortunately. Um, copies of the upcoming PlayStation Studios game, God of War Ragnarok, have found their way into public's hands after a US retailer sold them a whole two weeks ahead of launch. Subsequently, there's been a ton of leaks floating around on the internet. It's a bit of a minefield out there, so... If you're um, very cautious about staying spoiler-free for this game, I know I certainly am, just be very careful, particularly diving into comment sections. I know we've had a lot of issue with that on the website. Um, but Shannon, I wanted to ask you, who is at fault here? Um, yeah, just on that, I was, I'm playing the game and I was spoiled in our own group or comment section, so definitely be wary out there. Um, who is at fault it's it's a tough one. Like, uh, we we just saw the thing with COD where that game shipped with I think thirty meg of sub, uh, on the disc, and the rest had to be downloaded. And yeah, look, I can t and I think we all slammed it. But I feel like for something like this, we could totally understand how that 
might have solved this issue. I guess PlayStation might be at fault for sending it so early, but then obviously they're putting a lot of marketing effort into this game for launch, so you can't blame them for that. And then I guess the retailer, whether it be... It was rumoured to be a Target, but I don't know. It could have been a Target. It could have been just like a random American shop that that sells games that's not um, aligned to, to anyone. I guess, I guess the retailer could be at fault. Honestly, nobody's really at fault like in the grand scheme of the world at the moment like it isn't a big deal outside of like it is a big deal but it, like no one's gonna die or you know what i mean like on the, on the grand scheme yeah. of what what else is happening it's very it's very minor but then obviously for something like this wait i'm playing think- it three weeks early and i'm still spoiled it's, it's big yeah do you think sony santa monica's kind of um reaction to it then is justified They've come out with a statement. I, th- I, th- I think so. Like, I, I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like for something you've worked on for four or five years that obviously you've you've packed full of references, big and small, both gameplay and story, and then to just have them, I guess, put out in a comment section or be on YouTube weeks before. The, like, I think they just want people to be playing it. Like, if this was a day before launch, it'd be a very different story, but they can't just drop the game last week once this all started happening i think that'd be the most frustrating thing that yeah a lot of these things that they've been working on for five years are literally just being put out there in two sentences that reveal five huge things about the game yeah yeah i think like some of their advice is pretty good like if um they recommend muting any keywords or hashtags associating game on like about the game like i think that's pretty good on twitter but yeah i know what you're saying i know what you're about to say shannon because like it's not that easy comment sections like stay away from them like especially anything related to the game i would say like any twitch stream if you say related to the game any youtube videos like stay out of the comments stay out of the chat i i can't i can't say too much and i know james probably can say even less and knows more but i don't really feel like there's any one thing that would like ruin the game like but in saying that like there's so much just in this that even i've experienced at this point that you just want to experience for yourself i think yeah. So just, yeah. If you say God of War in, in any text form, like just don't read the rest of it, I think is the safest thing to do. Yeah. Uh, James, I feel website. like Shannon kind of alluded to one approach earlier, but do you think there's anything that can be done to combat story leaks? I feel like these are becoming increasingly common. Like, is there anything you would like to see embraced at like a industry sort of wide level to combat leaks? You can. Like, what can you do? Like, there's literally nothing. I don't. Once a game physically is out, like, mm. like what can you do? Like, you can't. You can only just be aggressive in taking down videos. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Like, I don't really know what else. Like, you can do. Um, and there's times when, although, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say there's times in the past where people have just got stuff early by accident. Like, it's not malicious or stolen or anything. Not that this was, but like, you know. Yeah, but then like, I guess don't broadcast it. I don't. It's hard. Hey, like, oh, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like to answer it's... your question. Like, there's definitely there's there's nothing you can do. Um, what I think is frustrating um, is I don't know why people get this stuff. Like, as an example, they leak it and then they leak bits. Um, because the only reason and the reason I say that is like I've obviously like I've finished it. Um, I'm reading through a lot of stuff just to see what people are posting. And it reminds me so much of The Last of Us, where, like, all of these, like, bits and pieces from the final game have come through. People have made these, like, kind of drawn these, like, really wild conclusions from them and yeah. then gotten angry at that. And it's like, 
and that's why, like, that's where I feel the most for, like, say, like, the devs, because because yeah. that's, that's like, not even what the game is about. And now people might be like, I'm not going to play it now because that sounds shit. Like, yeah. but that's not even people what happens. People build, like, expectations about the game that they may not have otherwise, like, rationally. Y- yeah, and, like, yeah. and that's why, like, the stuff... It's it's so hard to talk about without ruining stuff. That's <laughs> I know, like, you know the, the trailer. Like, like I watched, I've gone back and watched all the trailers they've released now, and you can see like literally where they've cut to cut certain stuff, and and you're like, oh yeah, that does make sense. Like it's going to be a cool surprise, and this is probably not as big a thing, but like I felt the same way with like Bayonetta three. Like everything has been almost meticulously kind of controlled to make sure that the real surprises are there, and those are the mm. things that really hit the hardest when you actually get to them in the game. Yeah. God, I'm so excited. And it's so I, close now. Yeah, I, like, if I just anything, think, like, if Endling like, spoiled it for me now, like, I would honestly be devastated. Um, it is. It's 100% what James said. It's not even about the spoiler, but it's about even if you see something and it's not true, you're still thinking about it the whole way through yeah, it's in like terms that, of these big spoilers. There was this, like, absolute dickhead on our groups p- commenting the same three little sentences on the last 10 articles we posted. And, like, they're not even true like it and that's what also yeah. annoys me a little bit is like but people are like oh well i don't know like it just it's just the whole thing just makes me so not angry like but just annoyed <laughs> like get a mm. life get yeah. a job yeah. i don't know like just stop going stop uh, going like back. people let just people enjoy yeah, this if game you're, they've if waited you're so many years out of for. spoiling shit for other yeah. people Something's wrong with you. Like, but then going, that is going something that ha- to... that's as old as movies as well. You know, like, it's not like that. That isn't unique. It, it's to the games. same thing as like the people that got the Harry Potter book like early and drove down the street saying Dumbledore dies to people queuing up for the book launch. And if I've just spoiled Harry <laughs> Potter for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I Going back to Vader is thought. also I, Luke's I think, father. I think what James said about like, Look, I totally get why getting the game early would be exciting. But, like, just post the disc and say you're playing it. Like, why do you then have to upload the entire game or, like, snippets to the internet? And, again, I get because yeah, it's for clout reasons, but like it's dumb. Clout chasing and stuff. Yeah, but then, exactly. like, nobody's going to remember who you are, like, in about no. two weeks. So, just fucking shut up. Like, that's my thing with all of this stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't even know who's got the game now and who's posting about it. I can't even tell you their name. Yeah. And um, the game's not even out yet. And But, they've, you know, it just seems so stupid. I like, you're not going to dodge... become famous. No. Yeah, I, man- I managed to dodge Last of Us spoilers when they were back, like, kicking around for part two, which I, I was amazed I managed to pull that off. Um, but, like, hearing about how it was spoiled afterwards and, like, seeing what people were commenting, like, it was, it seemed to just be dot points that people were putting out there. Just, like, random, like, story beats from throughout the game. Like... I must don't yeah. want to know what people are doing this time, but I imagine. I think it's, 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 like, like, that. it's like it's the it's the equivalent of like if somebody posted like like let's just say go back to Harry Potter. Sorry, but you've already been spoiled. <laughs> but like, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go back to that. It's like if somebody posted in the comments like Dumbledore dies, Snape's actually good. Like um, Harry is gets older. But I don't know. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of three big. You know what I mean? Like just three key things that happen. Um, yeah. And yeah. And that's the thing that annoys me about this spoiler. It's not even half of it's not even true or correct. But anyway, that's yeah. Yeah. Keep away from it all. But then I do think it's also like, it's about the journey as well. I feel like so much of that, that a lot of people forget about that when they get upset is like, yes, you might think this is coming, but you're probably going to clue into it earlier anyway. Um, 
Yeah. And it's really about getting to that point and all of that. And that's the whole point of games, right? Is like playing them and experiencing them, not just yeah. like watching them. Um, yeah, Shan- so- Shannon, like having had the game spoiled for you, like, do you feel like the game has been ruined? Or are you still uh, very content nah, in I- playing it out and... I, again, I don't think even what I read is fully true of what, what James is saying. But it just, I guess, yeah, the, the things were like major story things. And I guess it's it's got me thinking about just any time there's like that alluded to or there's like a major story beat, I'm just sort of waiting. Like, is this the moment? Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? So I'd almost rather not at this point, like if it's true or not, because at least then I don't have to think about is it going to happen and is it true or or not? So that that is annoying, to be honest. But no, it's not ruining the game for me. It's still fantastic so far. Cool. Nice. I just hate uh, it. The last little bit of uh, God of War news that I want to talk about then is this weird, like, Ben Stiller, John Travolta, and LeBron, LeBron James like, promotional video. Like, what did you make of this, Shannon? <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, what, I don't even know what time it was last night when I was watching that and sent it through, but... I don't know. I didn't find it funny, but I guess it did. They did it their job with the ad, right? Because we posted about it, and so did a bunch of other people, and it was just everywhere. But it wasn't funny. But obviously, star power wins. I mean, yeah, the like, three of them could just have stood on screen for five minutes, exactly, and word, as and it would have the same impact. I, yeah. Look, I I like these weird like intersections of like pop culture and celebrity and gaming because I feel like it just sort of breaks. I don't know. Does it does it move it forward or does it push it back? I guess that's up for that's up for discussion. <laughs> but it was cool nonetheless. Did you watch it, James? Yeah, I just did. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's cool, I guess. <laughs> didn't, didn't didn't even know John Travolta was still alive. To be honest, I don't know he was acting still, but um. Yeah, uh, cool. I just think Great. that, like, I like the idea of them being dads and, like, trying to draw a lesson out of the game, but I just don't feel like the script, like, hit the mark at all. But anyhow, I digress. I yeah, I mean, I think it. at the end of the day, any marketing is... The the end goal is to, you know, saturate and get people talking about it. And, and, it did and you know what? I'm a big hypocrite because I did say I wanted more God of War marketing and I'm getting it and I'm smacking yeah. it down, so... I finally yeah. got myself to blame. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're already 26 minutes into the show and still have a few things I'm eager to talk about. In a statement on its official website, EA has announced that its long new long-term deal with Marvel will cover at least three new action adventure games based on Marvel IP set to be released on consoles and PC. We know one of these games. Back in September, EA announced that EA Motive is currently working on a single-player third-person action-adventure Iron Man game. So Iron Man, we already know, is on the way. But James, what Marvel game would you like to see from EA? Got another two here that we can have. Um, a musical game starring Dazzler, but she's voiced by Lady Gaga. <laughs> my dream project. Oh, that was... I mean, you've clearly taken some time to think about this. this no, that I was didn't. Amazing. I just came to me just then. Um, nah, <laughs> real talk, though, because that would never happen. This probably would never happen either. But, like, I do feel like they could do some cool shit, like a Bayonetta-style game with, like, Storm or something. Oh, yeah. That you know? Um, but they won't. It'll just be like fucking, you know, something like Iron Man, Wolverine again, and yeah. um, like Spider Man. But it won't be because that's Sony. But 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good point. Like, Shannon, we've already kind of got Wolverine and Spider-Man spoken for, I guess. Are there any others that you would like to see in the mix? I'm not a big Marvel guy. I I think one of the other ones is Black Panther, according to Jeffy Grub Grub. Um, I would... Look, Battlefront 2 is still one of my favorite games, like, the last 10 years, and we're not getting a Battlefront 3. So, I don't know what that could be, but something in that gameplay style i think you've said they're all single player haven't you or no it was action adventure so that's unlikely but that's what no, i would that, like yeah, to single see. player third person action adventure, i feel like yeah. it's probably going to be like thor will be the other one i feel like look these games oh are yeah like, i think like with all those interesting characters we don't want just a fucking multiplayer shooter but we yeah yeah but then do you really want like three of the same single player ea game yeah i do but with okay. different characters with fun you know, we'll oh, enjoy. Scarlet Witch Bayonetta, like Scarlet like Witch should be Hulk, cool. Yeah, uh, Hulk, um, like but prototype vibe, you know, or infamous, like but with Hulk. Scarlet cool. Witch should be good. I would like that. Okay, um, thanks. Uh, we'll just get say, like a black. We'll just get some boring Black Widow game. Where you just I was going to say I would want a Black Widow game, but I'd want oh, it to okay. be kind of like stealth or like um, Hitman sort of esque. I don't know. Like I reckon that could be kind of fun. Um, It'll be Captain America. Well, we've already got the Captain America um, Black Black Panther Panther game coming from Amy Hennig, right? And co. True. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. And like, just the whole game is black. (laughs) Was anyone else surprised after Star Wars EA and how that went to see like this kind of deal put in place so publicly again? Yeah, I that think the problem with Star Wars though was I, pre- I, d- I think like didn't the CEO change after that deal was inked and then he wasn't really into it or something? I remember there was like some weird thing like that and that just the it didn't get the love and attention it ke- needed. I, I would I would say though that this is a reaction to Star Wars because Star Wars was let's sign exclusive, exclusive. rights with one yeah. publisher, whereas with Marvel they're going. Okay, like anyone can pitch us Marvel games. We're not doing some interconnected universe thing. Like these are just these are just standalone experiences. Like do what you want, with the exception of like whatever Insomniacs kind of cooking up. Um, and I think they've just kind of taken pitches, and EA probably pitched them three games that they liked, and so they've kind of signed this this deal. But I mean, the fact that it's quote unquote like long term, I wonder if we are going to see them come from one or two studios, and they are going to be staggered. Um, that's my hope at least because I was going to ask you the question as well James maybe I'll throw this one in your direction like do you think we could reach a saturation point with Marvel games like I've, we've already mentioned a bunch that we know to be happening the, this is another two on top of that like it's becoming a lot absolutely I'd argue we're already there <laughs> not really <laughs> already done but, um, with Marvel games <laughs> I, I am done with Marvel games I don't know I feel like I feel You're like Spider-Man was like yeah cool Marvel this Snap, is good I should say yeah, no, I didn't. I haven't played Marvel Snap yet, but I don't do games on my phone. Um, <laughs> like, I don't leave the house unless I'm busy. So, like, I don't. <laughs> I never play games on the go. Um, so that um, is an iconic quote. I don't leave the house unless I'm busy. <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I do. I don't, yeah, if you're looking like, down, you've got something to do. That's why somewhere I'm, to be, and you're not playing games on your phone. Yeah, I get it. That's why I'm out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I am a little bit. Like, I, I just get weary of, like, say, like, Insomniac is such a good developer and, like, now they're stuck doing Spider-Man and Wolverine for the next, what, two to six years. Like, that yeah. disappoints me. Um, so, I do think it could we could get to that point. Um, 
I'd love to be proven wrong. Uh, but yeah, I do think... Because what have we got? Is this, what, five, six Marvel projects in development now? Uh, yeah, I'd have to right. do a quick count, but that sounds about right. Yeah. So it feels like a lot. <laughs> and you don't feel um, like it's stopping anytime soon, right? Like it sounds like I just feel like, you know, Marvel's kind of like has fucked up movies and stuff for me now. Like the film industry is just so like creatively stale. Like I don't want that to kind of spill over into video games. Yeah. I'm, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. I'm reluctant to see talented dev studios just kind of get snapped up to make Marvel games. Like I would much prefer to see kind of like an injection of new IP out there. Because I think the video game industry has kind of stayed immune to the kind of impact of like this, the movie, like the the movie world, or um, even TV to an extent, like of of investing in new intellectual property and doing like bringing about new franchises. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I would hate to see it being consumed entirely by Marvel games. I don't think we're quite at that point yet, but it's feeling a little bit like we're getting closer. Shannon, do you have an opinion on the matter or would you like to talk about The Last of Us TV show? Um, I don't think it can get worse than what it is in a movie space, right? So, yeah. Yes, but I guess there's always going to be an appetite for it. So, no. Yeah. All right, cool. But let's talk about With The Last that, of then, Us. Let's talk about The Last of Us TV show. According to the official HBO app, which currently has... Uh, a teaser featured. The show will be premiering on Jan- January 15th, 2023. Um, it's going to be on Binge and Foxtel in Australia, by the way. Um, Shannon, when did you think we might have seen this show? Is this like way sooner than you'd have thought? Yeah, I don't, I don't, look, I don't really know like TV show dates and when they normally hit. I know there's like certain seasons in America where like the big shows normally hit, but yeah, I feel like considering we only got the trailer for this, what, three weeks ago maybe, like I feel like if they were confident in a Jan 15th date, they should have just probably went out with it then because it's two months away, two months away, yeah. So I would have thought later in 2023. We knew 2023 and I think they had said early, but yeah, I would have I would have thought like Feb, March, April kind of vibes. But then now that I know that, it makes so much more sense for why we have The Last of Us Part 1 and... And when that hit, so yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if James was trying to sneak off camera there. He seemed to be hiding from this conversation. Um, James, do you have any interest in watching this over the summer? Do you think the impact of the winter chapter is going to be lessened somewhat by the hot 30 plus degree heat? I mean, look, I don't know, Yui, but um, I don't really watch anything. At, at a good time um so if i do find time to watch something will i use it to watch the story of the last of us part one yet again not too sure maybe <laughs> maybe we'll see interesting um, resident yeah. evil launch day you were there though to just because the reviews were so great for the netflix show day one <laughs> didn't so like like not wasn't the argument that i was spitting but if you want to okay, attack that that's... separate separately That's, erected oh, argument okay. we can do it's that. not relate um, not related at all is it yeah i didn't resident evil was was interesting to watch because it was such a different like take on my one of my most different is universes. one way of putting it for it's sure. one way of putting it for yeah, sure okay yeah well like not 
<laughs> wasn't even I've never once been like, oh my god, the best show ever. Like you two are without even watching it. So like I don't really think <laughs> I'm just saying it's the, it's the creators of one of the best miniseries ever made making a show based off one of the best video games ever made. Like what could go wrong? What could go wrong, James? Nothing. It's coming in January. This episode, this so episode is soon. running pretty long, I think. So we should probably I'm move on. riding a high, having replayed the remake. There's a really board happy. game on Look, the I'm way. I'm happy for you. And- <laughs> it's all happening. <laughs> Let's you bet your bottom I dollar I signed up for notifications <laughs> about <laughs> that, uh, that Kickstarter. TV, TV that show of the uh, 2023, I'm calling it. I, the Emmys are that time of year, right? Like, they obviously know they're going to clean sweep all the awards. So, it's like, let's get it out just in time for that. So, it's front of mind and just clean up. Yep. James is manifesting <laughs> okay. it now. You can see it in the distance. I think I've said all I need to say on the matter. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, and let's talk about less exciting news. That is... In so increasing console prices. Speaking to the Wall Street Journal, um, their annual S S I nearly said SJW WSJ live event, and in response to the topic of a more expensive video game software, thanks VGC, Spencer addressed the matter of pricing across the Xbox brand and products. I do think at some point we'll have to raise prices on certain things, but going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain the prices. End quote. Uh, James. What is the most you'd be willing to pay for a console this generation, do you think? I know you've I already got like, them, but... Yeah, thanks for reminding me of that. But I think that um, I, like... I think at the beginning of this gen, right, we were all pretty keen to play it. Not keen, but we were ready for a thousand. And I feel like that's, like... If I could know that I'm getting five to seven years out of that. You don't ever know that, do you? So that's a stupid argument. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon a grand, probably. Um, but if they announce, like, their next big console and it only has Resident Evil 9 on it and it's 10 grand, I'd work some way out to play it. <laughs> I would, like, I don't know. I'd rent it or something. I don't know. I'd, sell it I'd have to me. do something. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's going to be some weird way that they would get me. Um, but yeah, like, I reckon a, a grand would be the most... Yeah. Right? Because that's, like, with the advent of, like, buy now, pay later. Like, I've never used them, but, like, I would use it for that. That that would be approach. But then I could probably go yeah. higher if I'm doing it that way. So, I don't know. We'll just say a grand, just to be safe. It's, a, it's a tough one, isn't it? And I guess, like, with, um, you know, like, things gradually increase in price, as it is anyway over time. Um, like already the 750 that we were sort of paying for these consoles is more than the 550 or whatever that we paid for a PlayStation 4 at launch. Um, I, but yeah, I don't know. A thousand bucks sounds like a lot. Um, but I suppose like, you know, PC prices are going up. So anyone building a new PC these days is paying more for it than they would have done say five, 10 years ago. Um, so maybe it's just all kind of relative. What do you I think? Really like, I like, I, I like really like video games, so like I don't really think I would struggle to pay. I may maybe sure. I'd look into like getting a nicer laptop, but it really is my main hobby. So like I, I that's why I maybe could probably even go higher than a thousand. But like I think there there also comes a point where you don't want to alienate like casuals and families. So yeah. like from a marketing perspective, 
So I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if that's like where particular like Xbox's kind of strategy plays into it, where it's like, well, you know, our consoles are like the premium product. Whereas like if you just want to play Xbox games and you're not fussy about having it like rendered natively in 4K on your system or whatever, then we have like our streaming products for you. You could just get a Samsung TV and the apps there installed on it. Um, you know, maybe that's kind of like why for Xbox, I mean, I'm impressed that they like are putting it off because they could all too easily have done this tomorrow, much in the same way that PlayStation did, but kind of like signaling that this is going to happen in future, but you're pretty safe for this holiday series, this holiday season's pretty good. And I think a pretty smart ploy as well. Cause like, if you're on the fence about getting an Xbox, suddenly you'd be like, well, I'm going to go and get one before the prices bump up. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of a bit more strategic in their regard than it is a response to increasing production costs and whatnot. Um, Shannon, I was going to ask you though, like what might control console prices going forward? Or is this just kind of basic economics, inflation, things get more expensive over time and we just hope our wages kind of keep pace? Well, I think it was, I can't remember if it was from the same interviewer. It was just, it came out at the same time. But I think there was, take the, it said that they were taking a $200 loss US, I'm pretty sure, on every console, on every Series X sold, which right, is wow. a big hit and could easily get us to that $1,000 mark if they wanted to even break even. But God, it's a really tough one because like, like you said, Ewan, like it is basic economics that things will get more expensive in times like this. But at the same time, like, if you're going to cut one thing when you need to pay your mortgage, like it's probably going to be not spending $1,000 on a new video game console, right? So it's about finding that balance, I guess, especially with the likes of Game Pass, which, yeah, you've, you've got to keep numbers going up there with the money they're throwing into exclusives and same for, for PlayStation with how much they're putting into to AAA games. So it's it's such an unknown and I guess the last two years have been such an unknown, but it's... It's just as we sort of coming out of COVID, obviously we're hitting this whole other period of financial depression. So it, it's it's a tough one, I do but I think think that I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, just going. I'm just thinking like you're saying Game Pass. They need to keep growing that. But I think the latest was that it's not growing now on consoles. Like it stopped a bit. Yeah. PC is growing heaps, but console isn't. And I, I think and I can't help but think like so. Like the the new subscribers stopped growing. So like, what do you do to make that more profitable? So I do feel like there is like a price rise for Game Pass coming like in the next yeah six months for sure. Yeah. Like yeah, I think I think TV yeah, streaming I mean- as well. Like that's where they get I guess the next boom. I don't I don't know how quickly that's going to take off. I think it's really great, and I think for casual gamers or families, like it's it's fine for what what they want. And I think that they must know. Okay, maybe not tomorrow, but in five years, like that could be a hundred million new people that are that are paying for that. So not a hundred billion, but you know what I mean. It, it, there's no cap on what that could look like. Mm. Yeah. It's hard. It's interesting, though. Like, I'd be curious as well, kind of charting out, like, what console prices have equated to in terms of, like, a percentage of, like, the monthly income on average or something like that. Because maybe it isn't, like, as linear or, like, exponential a curve curve upwards as we think. Maybe it is a bit more wavy. Um, 
But I, I kind of like would hope that video games could always be accessible to anyone and it's not like something that is kind of gatekeeped behind this price tier and it's only for the wealthy. Um, yeah. Like I certainly feel like as a kid it was kind of like you would go around to your friend's house that had like well, the latest console and it was kind of a posh thing to have and it's I feel like in more recent times, gaming's become a little bit more accessible and it's much more common to walk into someone's living room and see a PlayStation sat in their entertainment unit. And I would yeah. kind of hope it I, could stay I that think way. that the hard thing is like normally this is where we'd start getting some decent drops or bundles with consoles. Like we're looking at it going up. Yeah. Where historically, like we're hitting second Christmas, I think, or third Christmas technically yeah. since launch. Like, and it's we're looking at the same price or more, which is just not how things normally go in terms of people obviously come in as each christmas rolls by yeah yeah it's a very good point all right well we're going long but only because we're having great conversation and to keep that great conversation going i do have a rapid fire question for you both today and i want to know which of the pokemon puma sneakers would you get would you get the yellow pikachu one the green bulbasaur one the blue squirrel one or the kind of orange yellow charmander one james let's start with you which uh which of the Puma Pokemon collaboration sneakers would you get? Speaking of saving money for games consoles. They're all, all like pretty hideous, but I <laughs> How have dare you. A, oh sorry. I'm not like a sneaker guy. I know like people like fist themselves over sneaker releases like <laughs> daily. But like mm, I've always been a water boy, so I'm gonna go for Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I too like the Squirtle ones, although I must say the Charmander one's really calling to me too. A big part because the soul on those is yeah. fire. If they did like purple Gengar ones, those would be good. I want them. Ooh, that's a good shout actually. I like that. Yeah. Maybe Shannon? next round. Um, oh, it's hard. I don't know. I like I do like the Charmander soul. I like the Pikachu ones. Uh, it's the kind of thing where, like, they're all cool, but I'd never wear them. Like, I bought the Mario Puma ones, and they're sitting in the box, and they're apparently worth quite a bit now, so that's not the worst thing. But, yeah, I'd just never wear any of these anywhere, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, novelty shoes are, like, hard to justify, aren't they? Did you see the Homer Simpson Stan Smiths, that it asked? Yeah, that, I would get them, because that's, they're hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you rocking these Pikachu ones too. Even like the uh, the Bulbasaur one, I feel like is a nice colorway. I can feel like I feel like in your yeah. black and white in get my, up, those my new kind of green shoes. Director roll, just rock the, the Pokemon sneaks in any important <laughs> meeting. I'm, I'm I'm rolling into <laughs> the Press Start Legacy. Always remaining close. I love it. Um, yeah. All right. It is now time for What the Wiki, the Press Start podcast game show where the previous week's winner, winner <laughs> reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and we, the contestants, must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the points. James sitting pretty comfortably in the lead on 13 points at the moment. Brody on 10 points. Shannon and Ewan, myself, tied on 7 points. Kieran on 4. And Harry and Steven with nil points. Doubling up on points there, nevertheless. Um, As last week's winner, Kieran ought to have been today's host, but in his absence, James has kindly offered to step in. Thank you, James. Beautiful. (laughs) Just so so everyone knows, like, kindly (laughs) offered. In, like, a group chat of, like, eight or whatever, I was, like, bullied into doing it. Like, I didn't want to do it. 
Like, I just woke up from my casual midday nap because it's my day off today. You are six points above Shannon and I. And everyone's Even like, James should toast. Points this week. Yeah. 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 There it's is... just because you're all losers and you all, like, worked out that that's the best way to go. But it's fine. <laughs> um, I decided to do we, it. That's are we correct. all going to award triple points this week? Are you whatever you want. Who cares? That? I don't get a say anymore. So Shannon, whatever you guys we, want. Should we go hell for leather and triple the points and try and tie Brody? Can we just Brody decide how week? many points they're worth before <laughs> the start of each round now? Is that how it works? <laughs> I think we're just increasing it every episode. Last week, there were double points. This week's triple. Let's keep it double for this one, I think, because James has put in uh, the hard yards. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Double points it is. You don't want to just go triple for the month of November. All right, let's just do triple. Yep. Let's let's do triple. <laughs> go big or ho ho. It's a, yeah. Six points. I just want Brody to come back with the show and discover that one of us are tied with him. <laughs> one of us are winning. of No Nut November will do three points per <laughs> All right, triple it points. Let's sense. go, James. Take it away. Um. So this this... Round was brought to you by generatormix.com. It allows oh. you to pick three randomly generated games of your choice. Oh, why have uh, I not used this more often? I know. Hashtag not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> but, um, or no filter. Um, but yeah, so cool. Let's go. Let's. We ready? Yeah. Let's do it. This is a good mix. I reckon you all, all two of you have a chance of getting this. So, um, <laughs> Okay. The game is a first-person shooter with role-playing and stealth elements set in an open-world environment. The player is able to select certain attributes of their character, including gender, and decisions made by the player that affect elements of the game's story. Did you sorry? Did Just you say first person or third person? First. Okay. All right. Thank you. It's actually first person. You just say first truth. person. <laughs> um, to survive, the player must collect and use weapons and resources aboard the station to fend off and defeat enemies. According to the game's creative director, the station is completely continuous rather than having separate levels or missions, at times requiring the players to return to areas previously explored. The player is able to venture outside of the station in space and find shortcuts connecting parts of the station. Nothing yet? No. No. It's really hard because you're right. He's like, yeah, they'll get it by now, but then I know what it is. (laughs) You forget that. (laughs) Did you say it was Um, a multiplayer game? Now I'm like wishing my memory was better. You could just listen the first time. That's probably the first Yeah, I feel like he's had too. one question. That's it's it's time to move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um the director of the game has stated that that the enemy aliens have an array of different powers that the player character can gain over time. One such alien has the ability to shape shift into everyday items. The player can acquire aliens' abilities by using a device called the psychoscope. You the cycles can be u- Yes, you Is this prey? It is Prey. Congratulations. Okay, good. That's why I asked it was multiplayer. Because th- in my head, I thought it was a multiplayer game. And then I was like, is it Destiny? And then I was like, oh, no, this is sounding... We don't need the life story. Like, That's fine. Yeah. Let's move on. So I, don't, we'll- yeah. I don't know if I was ever getting that. That's wild. Yeah. Anyway, um, perhaps yeah, we'll get the history of Ewan's history with this next game too. If he gets it. <laughs> and 42 like, questions as wins. we go. Literally, yeah, like it's not guess who, it's yeah. what the wiki. Like. Okay, so <laughs> the game is the third 3D game in the series and is set in outer space where the main character travels through different galaxies to collect items Shannon. earned by completing missions to fit. Yes, Shannon. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. 
I don't know what the third one's called. Gladiator. Deadlocked. (laughs) Up your arsenal. No, it's not. No. I know you just wanted to say that, but no. (laughs) Yui? Sorry, I I was going to say Rajag Link threw up your arsenal. Uh, Just trying to be smart and sneak in under Shannon, but... That's fine. You may proceed. Okay. okay. We don't need the life story. <laughs> Move on. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Each galaxy contains planetoids and orbiting structures for the player to explore. Each astronomical object has its own gravitational force, allowing the player to completely circumnavigate the planetoids, walking sideways or upside down. The player can usually jump from one object and fall towards another nearby. Although the main gameplay is in 3D, there are several areas in the game in which the player's movements are restricted to a two-dimensional plane. No. I was typing, looking it up, because I thought you guys would have this one. Third game you said, didn't you? This is sounding so familiar. I know. Why I'm not I... Yeah, the I'm third game is also throwing me off. The player character is controlled via the Wii Remote and Nunchuck, while most of the main character's abilities are taken directly from... Another game, such as long jump, wall jump, and a variety of somersaults, a Shannon. new feature called the Star Pointer. Yes, Shannon. Shannon. I don't... This should be a Shannon game. But how is it the third? The third? You weren't listening. See, this is... this is Super Mario Galaxy. It is Super Mario Galaxy, okay, the third, third game. 3D game so 3D in the series. Game. Yeah. That's oh, what I thought. Oh, that's a technicality. It's not a technicality. It's, it's, it's the right. fucking sentence. Like, that's what I said. Like... <laughs> And you all decided to go with... So, I was going to say... Like, oh. No one said that. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Anyway, that's it. You and you have a little personal anecdote <laughs> about that game before we move on? I don't. I don't. Okay. Good. Although, it does remind me of this one time. <laughs> <laughs> this one time I watched Doctor Who with my brothers and... Uh, <laughs> anyway, it's a podcast. So, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I don't know what I want anymore. Let's move on. That's what I want. Okay, so we're both on one point. Let's go. Oh, this will be interesting, won't it? Does anyone have any predictions before we go on? <laughs> We should take bets. Um, anyway, the game is the eighth major installment in the series and the successor to the previous game. Who would have thought? It also has ties to another game, which was released for the previous generation of consoles on the same day as this game. The game oh. retains... Oh, shit, he's got it. The game retains the series' third-person open-world exploration, as well as introducing a revamped combat parkour Ewan? and system. Yes, Yui. Is this Assassin's Creed Unity? It is Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh Let's God. go. Congratulations. You should disqualify it, him just it, for being annoying this, this, this whole yeah. round. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know, personal anecdote, <laughs> do you know what helped me there was the fact that I paid attention to it being last generation. Because I was like trying to think for a second what... Th- there was like another Black Flag kind of S game that came out in past generations yeah, right. at the same time. Rogue, that's right. Yeah, so you that's the game I was trying first, to think everybody. of. And if I was you like, listen no, to what I'm saying, what the host is Breaking. saying, you might guess. You might guess the game. Amazing. So <laughs> that bumps thought? me up to ten points of no tied with Brody. <laughs> wow, amazing. Poor Shani. Poor Shani Shan. Just bump me up to. I feel we're both winners tonight. Yeah, you get sympathy points having to listen to you and stories. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right. With that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Pressed Up Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.au and visit the site at pressedup.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. 
You can follow me at shancake underscore. And I think, yeah, this review will be going out, this podcast will be going out tonight, but our Ragnarok review will be up 3 a.m. Friday morning, which is, what, just over 24 hours away, which is exciting. Very exciting. Get around it. Can't wait. Uh, We've also been joined today by James. Yep, you can find me on Twitter at jams, A-T-J-A-M-Z. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye. Bye.